Welcome in to another edition of the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at WISports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. Took a week off last week to kind of regroup and recover from the state basketball tournaments that took place uh, in early uh, March, early part of this month. On the uh, podcast today, we're going to touch on very briefly, kind of a, a, a recap, put a little bow on the winter sports season, the basketball season in particular. And then we're going to start looking ahead and, and talking about spring sports. And we're going to have our, our focus today on baseball. Going to have a special guest join us, a interview I recorded a little bit earlier today. Um, outstanding interview with, uh, I think, uh, a guest that a lot of people will be very interested in, in hearing and um, certainly kind of uh, involved in some of the bigger stories uh, going on in high school baseball this year. But again, before we get into that, I uh, do want to kind of wrap up the high school basketball season real quickly and just kind of touch on the state tournaments that were held again earlier in March here. If we go back to the girls' state tournament, another outstanding weekend at the Rush Center in Green Bay, which, by the way, continues to be an outstanding venue for the girls' state tournament. I think the correct venue for the girls' state tournament, as I've said many times before, Green Bay, the Rush Center in particular, have really embraced the opportunity to host the girls' basketball state tournament there. The venue itself, um, being a little bit smaller than the Kohl Center, works really well with the, the size of the crowds that... Uh, that the girls' basketball uh, teams do get um, in, in just as a, a good place for it. Uh, not to say that it could never move somewhere else or eventually return to Madison someday, but uh, it is going to be in Green Bay for the foreseeable future. They just signed a extension of the uh, agreement. Uh, gosh, I, I can't remember exactly what year it was through. Uh, middle part of next decade, maybe 2025, somewhere in there. Um, but again, a, a good weekend. You know, we had some pretty interesting games. There was a, a good amount of individual talent on display, of course. You had Shamira Williams from Milwaukee Academy of Science, uh, Sydney Hilliard from Monroe, uh, the, the Beaver Dam team with uh, an incredible array of Division I uh, players, uh, Lexi Donarski at Aquinas and in that group, the Melrose Mindoro girls. Um, you know, just a, a really high level of talent on display. Even you know, Blackhawk has a couple, uh, you know, solid college prospects as well in Division Five. So, really good basketball on display. Um, you know, we didn't have a, a ton of really tight, uh, come down to the wire type of games necessarily. Um, but I, you know, I, I think uh, the Division One title game between Bayport and Middleton, Bayport uh, scoring a basket in the final seconds to win that one. Kind of uh, uh, elevated, I, I think, the, the tournament and especially the state championship Saturday, which didn't really have a whole lot of, uh, of uh, intrigue per se in terms of the, the, the scores and how competitive the games were. Division II, Beaver Dam won pretty easily. Aquinas and Blackhawk controlled things uh, pretty much throughout. Marshall you know, won by eight over Laconia, but uh, didn't really come down to the end in that one. So it was good to see Bayport and Middleton have a, a really exciting game to cap things off on that Saturday. And, and then the boys' basketball tournament the following weekend at the Cole Center in uh, Madison. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, had some pretty interesting games. Had some very competitive games. Had some games come right down to the wire. We had a buzzer beater to uh, win a state tournament game when Columbus Catholic uh, hit a, a three-pointer to beat Bangor. So 
those are the the kinds of things that you want to have as a uh, just a an unconnected uh, neutral observer of the games. We always root for good games, competitive games, and ones that come right down to the end. And we got a good amount of that. Also had some really high level individual talent, obviously, especially in Division Two. When you look at the uh, multiple Division One players that were on the floor throughout the games from Nicolay, Milwaukee, Washington, Lacrosse Central. Uh, that Washington Central semifinal game was outstanding, one of the better games we've seen. You know, Elkhorn, Elkhorn taking it to Nicolay for a, a while in the first half was a, a fun story to follow. So we, we did have some really exciting games, some interesting games, and some high-level talent. Um, a little bit of a, uh, uh, you know, went out with a... Uh, I don't want to say went out with a whimper. That's not the right way to put it. But the Division One and Division Two state title games on Saturday night weren't very competitive for the most part. Nicolay uh, kind of put away Milwaukee Washington early on, although it was a very fun game to watch. And then Brookfield Central just put on a clinic against Sun Prairie. Uh, impressive basketball to watch, but again, didn't necessarily result in a uh, competitive game from a uh, score standpoint. Uh, but very impressed with what Brookfield Central did and have to be impressed with what Sun Prairie did as well. Losing, I can't remember if it was four or maybe all five starters from last year, including Jalen Johnson, uh, moving to Nicolay. And Coach Jeff Booz gets back to the state championship game, uh, get, gets back to the state tournament, rather, and gets to the state championship game. And uh, uh, just an outstanding season for the Cardinals. So, Nice little bow on the uh, on the winter sports seasons, on the basketball seasons, but it is now time to turn our attention to spring sports. And since it is the beginning of the baseball season, in fact, the first baseball games of the year technically can be played tonight, although based on field conditions and, and everything else, uh, we'll see how many actually get played. Uh, but it, it is time to turn our attention to baseball, and uh, one of the big storylines this year, I think, coming into the season is the Webster Tigers coming off a state championship in Division Three, loaded with collegiate talent and high-level talent. And the Tigers dropped down to Division Four this year. And uh, certainly the favorite in Division Four. And um, long ways to go, but already uh, you know a lot of people talking about how, uh, how good the Webster Tigers team is. And nobody better to talk about the Webster Tigers than their head coach, Jared Washburn, who joins me now on the WSN podcast. Coach, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us here. Uh, how are how are things going in the early going of the season uh, up in Webster? They're going pretty good. Obviously, like you said, there's field condition issues, but uh, I guess we're uh, doing as well as we can with having to be stuck in a gym. What uh, what's the snow cover like up there, and what's your timeline? Do you think of when you'll be able to get outside and not only start games, but just start some practices outside? Well, uh, that's a great question. Uh, we still probably have four to six inches of snow on our field, and uh, we do have a couple games scheduled for Saturday down at Woodside, so those we'll get to play, but. I'm sure it'll be similar to last year where I think we played seven games last year before we ever got an outdoor practice. So I'm sure we'll be kind of be in the same boat this year. Right. And, and I mean, obviously that that's gotta be a significant challenge, but what are, what are some ways that you try to mitigate that or try to, to lessen the impact of, of those weather challenges that we have in Wisconsin and especially in Northern Wisconsin? Yeah, it's a, it's a challenge, and, and there's always some kinks early on when you get on the field, things you just 
can't really work on in a gym and situations you can't cover and things like that. But we get, we have some indoor mounds and indoor cages and we'll set up the mounds and, and uh, try to run like simulated games in there and have the pitchers throw into hitters. So uh, pitchers get to face hitters live and hitters get to face the pitchers live. So uh, try to simulate it as best we can and, and get as ready as we can for the season under those conditions. But it's a, uh, it's a challenge for sure. So you're coming off a division three state championship last year. What, uh, what are some of the challenges that you might have this year? Uh, every year brings its new challenges and every year is a little bit different, of course. Yeah, every year is different, and uh, you don't want the kids to be too overconfident. Um, you know, that obviously you like having them be confident in their abilities and in themselves, but, uh, you know, dropping down a division, uh, I think, has, uh, you know, it's kind of bittersweet. It has some benefits and some challenges that it creates, too. You know, they kids are kids are kids. So they're going to think, Oh, well now, now it'll be easy. We're down a division and, and that. So you try to keep them focused and let them realize that, you know, baseball is a, is still a game you got to play and go out between the lines and anybody on a given day can beat you. So you got to stay focused and keep the goals in, in uh, the front of their mind and, and just concentrate on the task at hand. What are some of those goals or some of the challenges that you've given to your team to, uh, to avoid uh, the complacency and in that, uh, that mindset setting in? Uh, goals are always, you know, kind of set, you know, one step at a time and try to first is first goal is just to try to win the conference championship. We got a really tough conference. A lot of great young pitching uh, is, is uh, in our conference. So there'll be some challenges on the schedule for, for that. So uh, try to win that conference championship and then go from there. But uh Obviously, with with every sport, the biggest key to it is staying healthy. And if uh, you can stay away from injuries and keep improving throughout the year and, and uh, working towards those goals, you should be all right. So I know we got a, had four seniors that we lost last year to graduation. And, and so we'll have a couple holes that need to be filled by those guys leaving. And it's hard in a gym maybe to figure out who's going to fill those holes, but guys are working hard towards it and we got a handful of kids that are working their butts off to try to earn spots on the team and, and fill those holes. We're talking with Jared Washburn, the head baseball coach at Webster and former major league pitcher, uh, for more than a decade with a, a couple different teams. Uh, coach, you mentioned the, the idea or, or the, the concept of dropping down from division three, where you won the title last year to division four. Was there any thought to, playing up and continuing to play up into division three. Uh, we had discussed it a little bit as coaches and, and our AD as is, uh, it's kind of nice. He's, he's one, one of, one of my assistant coaches is our AD. So that makes it easy for scheduling and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, we discussed it a little bit, but this year we're, we're loaded and, and, uh, it might be nice to still play in it play at that division three level or play up higher, but in future years, uh, you know, we're not going to be in the same shoes. So I think we just kind of just decided to go with, go with the way the cards are dealt and, and deal with it. And hopefully we can, uh, you know, fulfill our goals at the end. Coach, uh, 
Overuse injuries, uh, especially uh, amongst pitchers, are, are an issue at every level of baseball anymore. A lot of discussion about that. What are some of the ways that you've tried to combat that, prevent that with uh, your son Jack, uh, Hunter Rosenbaum, and, and the rest of your guys to, uh, to keep them as healthy as possible? Yeah, it's a challenge with those two guys because uh, they're always hounding me that they want to pitch more. So uh, we're kind of blessed with having a high number of, of good quality arms. I mean, we got two or three kids that will see the mound for us this year, limited uh, in in a limited number of innings that, that would be, you know, aces or number twos at the very least on, on a lot of staff. So um, we try to keep as many kids on the mound and, and in, into the rotation as possible. And that's one of the things when I retired, I think this senior group was in third or fourth grade and I started coaching them young. And, and one thing that I did back then when I kind of overtook the youth program was I made every single kid on every youth team pitch. So it was, it's one of them things where you can never have enough pitching. So when, you know, we really didn't care about wins and losses at a young age, we cared about developing kids and developing baseball players you didn't want, uh, you know, I know the first few years I started coaching the high school program, there was kids that had good arms and I was like, all right, you're going to pitch for us this year. And they were like, wow, I've never pitched before. So yeah. And I wanted to get away from that and, and have every kid comfortable to be able to go on the mound if need be. Your son, Jack, uh, played ba- uh, basketball this year. Hunter Rosenbaum played basketball, had a very good basketball team. Trevor Gustafson plays basketball and football as well. You have a number of multi-sport athletes on the team. Is that something that that you have a conversation about not only with your son, but uh, the rest of the players, the, the benefits and importance of playing other sports and not just focusing on, on baseball, which would be very easy to do with some of the elite talent that you have. Yeah, no, I think it's a huge benefit for kids to play other sports and, and uh, you know, develop other skills, be a part of a team, learn how to compete uh, and then give the, those muscles and, and arms and stuff, the rest that, that's needed. So you don't have those overuse problems and end up pitching too much and end up having injuries. So uh, pretty much every kid in our, in our program plays other sports, whether it's basketball or football or, or uh, I know our school allows kids to do two sports in the spring and fall. So we do have a couple kids that are doing baseball and track or baseball and golf this summer or this spring. So it's, it's kind of neat to have that opportunity when they're kids and, and uh, you know, when they're, they're, a few of them are lucky enough to have the talent to go on to the next level. So when they get there, then they can turn themselves into a one-sport athlete and concentrate on that. So there's plenty of time for the specialization after after high school's over. Again, we're talking with Jared Washburn, head baseball coach at uh, Webster High School, and uh, uh, again, a longtime major league pitcher. So when you retired from the major leagues, was part of your plan to come back and coach high school baseball in, in the state of Wisconsin, or is that something that just kind of, uh, kind of happened after, uh, after you were done playing, uh, in the majors? It, not really. It was, it wasn't really something I said, you know, this is what I want to, I want to retire and go back and do that. But when I retired, like I said, my oldest son was, was young and, and the youth program was, wasn't much around here. So we got the youth program going and got a whole bunch of kids interested in baseball and, I could see there was a ton of talent in the in these groups coming up, so I stuck with it and working and and you know at that time there was uh, I think we went through a stretch of four years in a row where we had four different coaches for the high school team. So uh, when it came open again after that fourth year, I said, you know what, I'm just gonna 
put my name in and see if I get hired and, and uh, try to get some stability in the program uh, for the future years when things should be really good. So uh, I put my name in the hat and got hired. And uh, so I think this is seventh, maybe sixth or seventh year now that I've been the coach and, and uh, it's kind of fun. So the, the kids in Webster, does everybody just kind of look at you as, as Coach Washburn or, or Jack's dad? Uh, anybody still uh, kind of wowed that there's a World Series champion uh, leading the team or in town? No, they pretty much just look at me as, as coach or, or dad, Jack and Owen's dad, you know, type of thing. But uh, once in a while we'll sit around and we get tired of doing the same old stuff in gym and I'll tell them stories and make them laugh and, and – uh, that's that. That's pretty fun. That's that's really the only time when we get to the talk of the big leagues and things like that. But uh, we try to keep it as as focused on the task at hand as possible. And and uh, you know I think they they do a pretty good job of just seeing me as uh, as just a normal guy that coaches them. Looking back on your major league career, um, what are some of the moments or or instances that stick out the most? Uh, obviously, the 2002 World Series championship has to be up there, but what are, what are some of the other things that stand out about what you did and saw and accomplished in uh, major league baseball? Uh, I don't know. I really wasn't focused on too many individual things, but uh, you know, you mentioned the world series. That's obviously right there at the top of the list with things that uh, I'll always remember. Uh, was lucky enough to at UW Oshkosh. I won a national championship there too. So that's one of my great memories. And, uh, other than that, just, you know, the camaraderie and the, the guys that you get to play with and against uh, and go out on a daily basis and challenge yourself against the best in the world, that's that's just something you just, you, you, you don't ever forget. Being able to go out there every time you get the ball and stand on the mound and, you know, doesn't matter what team you're playing against, they're going to have a, a great player that you look back and go, man, it was fun competing against that guy. So um, it was there's just there's a ton of great memories from those times and and uh, a lot of things. Hopefully, I'll never forget them. Uh, two questions before we let you go. One, who, uh, what hitter gave you the most trouble? And number two, what hitter, you know, a, an all star or a, you know a, a, a top level player, did you fare really well against that uh, might stick out a little bit? Uh, Barry Bonds. Obviously, uh, when we faced him in the World Series, was as uh, unreal of a hitter as there was maybe in the history of the game. He was locked in during that time period, and he was almost impossible to get out. And, and uh, but other than that, luckily, only I didn't have to face him too often. Being in the National League, we didn't play the Giants very often, so that was that was good. But Paul Konerko with the White Sox, uh, we came up through the minor leagues together, and played against each other all the way through the minor leagues and then all the way through our big league careers. And, and I don't remember getting him out very many times. He, he owned me. It didn't matter what I threw out there. He would hit it and hit it hard. So he wasn't very fun for me to face. Uh, as far as guys that I did well against, I know Miguel Tejada, when he was with the A's, he won an MVP one year. And during that stretch early in both of our careers, there was one, one time uh, he was 0 for 39 at one point against me. So I did pretty well against him. And I remember the, when he finally got a hit, it was a broken bat blooper over the shortstop's head and his dugout gave him a standing ovation. And the next day I heard they bought him a cake. So that was pretty fun. (laughs) 
Good stuff, Coach. We we appreciate you joining us on the WSN podcast. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, to watching and, and tracking the Webster Tigers this year. Uh, defending state champions in Division Three, uh, a number of uh, outstanding players uh, coming back this year. So should be a fun year. We look forward to uh, to, to catching it and, and hope to catch up with you down the road here soon. But thanks for joining us on the uh, WSN podcast. No problem, Travis. Thanks for having me. So there you have it, uh, an outstanding interview with Coach Washburn, uh, again, the baseball coach at Webster. Really enjoyed chatting with him. Uh, great perspective on a number of topics, not only his team and, and what they're looking to do and accomplish as a defending state champion, but also uh, you know, touched on overuse injuries and multi-sport athletes, the importance of that. Uh, some great stories from his playing days as well during the, uh, during the major leagues when he played uh, more than a decade with uh, a few different teams in uh, in the majors. So, again, I, I really appreciate Coach Washburn joining us. That'll be a story, as I mentioned, that we'll continue to follow throughout the year, how the Webster Tigers fare, how the uh, really dominating lineup of pitchers that they have there with Jack Washburn, uh, Coach, uh, Coach Washburn's son, who's committed to Oregon State, Hunter Rosenbaum, who's committed to West Virginia, uh, pretty rare that you have a couple Division One kids on one team, let alone a Division Four team. And then, as he uh, indicated, there's some guys behind those two that would be really good pitchers that uh, at most schools. Owen Washburn, uh, uh, Coach Washburn's other son, who's a sophomore this year, uh, and some of the other guys, Trevor Gustafson, uh, might not see the mound a lot, but, man, can he hit the ball? Uh, a potential college prospect as well. So really good team at Webster, and again, one of the storylines that we'll be following all year. So that'll do it for this edition of the WSN Podcast. Wrapping up the winter sports season, getting to touch on the baseball season, which we'll do a little bit more of down the road. Hope to have some more guests on to to chat baseball, but also to chat a little bit about softball, girls' soccer, other sports that we cover in the spring season. We certainly won't... uh, um, you know, hesitate to have on and, and talk about some items that might come up in the off season for basketball, for football, uh, because those sports, the, the news cycle continues even in the off season. So make sure you stay tuned to wisports.net. We'll have all kinds of spring sports news, but also baseball, football, etc. going on in the next few weeks, next couple months. If you can, if it's not too cold, if you don't have to wear 15 layers to get out, As we always say, get out and catch a game. Get out and watch a game if you can. But until then, this has been a WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.